Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from an inmate at the county jail. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, press 2. Well, hello there, Miss Lori. How are you? Well, yeah, I know you have been in jail for quite a while now, and then either you accept it, move on, or you just keep fighting it. You're a trooper. That's, that's all there is to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have talked to a couple of your family members, and you know they're deeply concerned and stuff. But you do have some high bail, so it's uh, it's tough to to get you out. And plus, you know, bail bondsmen all they want is just money. They could care less if you're in jail or show up in court. They just want to make quick bang and a quick buck there and get more bang for the buck okay yeah and you know those with the small bail of 500 1000 maybe even 2000 it's a lot easier to get out but there's there's groups out there that that definitely work with folks and and we've been uh, consulting them they'll they get donations and then they pay the the bail and then when the person shows up for court they get their money back and I've done that a couple of times and I I, I, really, I really don't <laughs> I, I wish we could just do away with it and I know there's a lot of people that are against that but it's just the money making scheme and uh, even when when you look at the statistics, most people show up for court, and uh, when you when you look at the United States, all people are innocent until proven guilty. You're just locking up an innocent person and forcing the family to pay all this money for something they're going to do anyway. And that's good. It's good that uh, you're not pressing your family on that. I know some people out there get real aggressive. They don't want to be in jail. They want to push for it. But they're the ones that did it. They're guilty of a crime. They got caught. They're sitting in jail. And then it's the family's responsibility to get them out. But if they're out here, they're nowhere near helping get the families out. And uh, it's kind of like a double standard. But... It's a tool. It's a tool that the private sector uses. And there's an entire industry that makes money off of that. And I just don't like when people are making money off the misery of other people. They're not really making money off you guys. They're making money off the family. Because the family who didn't do anything, you know, if you're going to go down to the bells bonds, then they're going to want perfect credit. I, there was even a bells bonds that I talked to to get a $2,500 bond. And either you had really good credit or you had to have a credit card that had $2,500 on it. Now, come on. If I had a credit card and there's $2,500 on that credit card and the bail is $2,500, don't you think I would just use the credit card to get 
my loved one out, why pay $250 for somebody to do something that you can do yourself? And you have 60 seconds remaining. Something a lot of folks don't know is that Bell's Bondsman don't pay the money anyway. You think that you pay them $250 and they go down and pay $2,500. All they do is promise to pay the money if the person doesn't show up for court. Yep, just very little money exchange. They just receive it. But I'm glad you're talking about that stuff. And I'm glad you're accepting it. So spread the word. Get it out there. Let's get rid of this ridiculous bell bondsman. Junk you have 30 seconds remaining. And, and bail. Will do, yeah. Keep in contact. Let me know of any issues that's going on in there. We're going to concentrate on stuff. You're like the inside person with all the information. And I hope your court goes well. Good, good. Keep it going. All right. Well, thanks for the call, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, you too. Goodbye. Thank you for using Inmate Call. Goodbye. Hello. Welcome to AQS Inmate Call, and I'm your host, Joel Wilborn. And this one is about innocent people. Let's put it that way. In the United States, all people are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And that means there's enough evidence, there's enough witnesses, there's um, probably even confession or something that will prove that the person deserves to be locked up. Now, I've spoken to people that are innocent and they're locked up. I've spoken to people that are guilty and they're locked up. And those that just kind of got a bum deal. So I'll, I'll go back to a popular subject of mine and that's Marianne Atkins she uh, got arrested went to jail and the people that were in jail with her they knew of the person that she was accused of uh, murdering and they knew the court system there in Seattle and frankly I think they gave her some bad advice they told her to take a plea deal because if she went to court they would lock her up for a long time. And this little girl who was 16 years old did not want to go to prison. She didn't even want to be in that situation. She just got caught up in it. And so she takes a plea deal and winds up getting 19 years. Now this is a 16 year old who gets 19 years. And you know nobody came out and bailed her out or anything because the bail was really high. And uh, she just felt like nobody really cared. And uh, I kind of think, what if she'd been accused of this murder, arrested, somebody bailed her out and sat down and talked with her? You know, if I had met her back then, I definitely would have said go to trial. And she would have been scared. No, I could go to jail for 36 years because they were charging her for first degree murder. And she took a plea deal for second degree. And she didn't get to give her story. Of course, the prosecutor and judge and all those folks, they said their piece, never really giving her a chance to say anything. And she pled guilty because she just, she was scared. She was a scared little girl and needed proper guidance. And 
nobody was there to to help her out and uh so the bail I don't think that would have made a difference with her if, if putting a high bail for a girl that's just she knows she did it she didn't deny that she still doesn't it's just that uh, she wanted to do her time and get back on with her life in 19 years that's a huge chunk you know that's a lot of people accomplish things in their 20s you know they'll they'll get their college degrees or or they'll uh, get their first job um, they'll they'll start businesses start families buy homes in their 20s and her 20s are gone anything over 10 years you lose a huge chunk of your life and to go from teenage to 30s and getting out that's that's big that's a big part of the life and talking with her every day it, it's more like she's not going to get out and do the same thing but I don't want her to get to the point where she feels threatened and people are trying to force her into stuff that she doesn't want to she should fight back and in some cases of deadly force is the only way to get out and I know that's been overrated because there's been people that knock on the door for for help and get shot you know a woman ran up to a police car and knocked on the window and got shot by the police officer so there are times that uh, violence doesn't quite answer the problem it just creates a new problem but then you got the people who commit the violence for whatever circumstance they, they need to be able to explain it in court and if it's cut and dry there's no reason why you shouldn't plead guilty and just hope for the best but if there's some circumstances you know if you're jogging in the morning and somebody tries to abduct you and you wind up killing the person you know, maybe tossing them down a, a ravine or a hill or they get they step out in traffic and get hit by a car then you should be able to to go to court and explain what happened you know I was driving down the road and this person was pushed out in front of my car instead of I'm guilty and get 30 years it's just no and judges should look at the circumstance too you know the prosecutor could say oh this person just wasn't paying attention and there was there was plenty of lighting and the brakes worked on the car you know just kind of make this person look evil and I'm thinking that the judge just kind of like I don't really know this, the full story on this not until we go to court and this person is saying that it was an accident I didn't mean it they're not denying anything and why would they run away from the uh, the trial this is a chance to clear them you can watch TV shows and they'll talk about people who are constantly looking over their shoulder in any country really it's tough to commit a crime get caught 
and then run away from the trial and live a safe and happy life. I, I really don't know if a lot of incidences, I'm sure there's a, there's just a few, but not a lot of incidences where a person can run from the law for a very long time. There's even cases where after decades they bring it back. We've got uh, members of the Nazi party back in World War II that did terrible things that still run around out there and people know about them. And so I, I think back in the day the bail worked, but now it's not so much. Because when you, when a, well, let's say a police officer arrests somebody and that person runs away and doesn't go to trial, everybody's going to feel bad. And, and then, of course, people are going to feel scared. we got this person running around out here. And putting the bail up makes sense because these people are a flight, a flight risk. They, there's a possibility they're going to run away. Maybe because of their history or maybe because of the um, <clears throat> circumstances under the, the crime. But today, you know, we've got ankle monitors, we've got uh, social media, cameras. It's Does a person think they can skip a trial? Especially an innocent person. Why would an innocent person want to run away? And uh, I just think we need to rethink this bail thing. And in the case with Marianne Atkins, she... She really got some bad advice sitting in there. The scared little girl listening to people telling her not to trust them. I mean, that, that yeah, I'm all for that. Don't trust the, the justice system out there. But to plead guilty, oh boy. But fortunately, it went from a first degree murder, which is what they were claiming, to a second, which is closer to what really happened to her. And I'm happy that I was able to put her story on YouTube so that people can tune in. And they're, they're tuning in, you know, here and there. And hearing her side. Her side needs to be out there. And if a jury had heard that, I don't think she would have gotten 19 years. And I don't think she would have gotten more than 19 years. It probably would have been reduced to the uh, self-defense. And maybe, and, and knowing her, since she's already paid restitution to the to the family, if they had put her in the community service, ankle monitor, she would have complied completely. And then, the one thing I advocate for everyone is to have a mentor. That's what I'm doing for her. I am giving her positive vibes every chance I can. She's a wonderful person who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And if I can stick with her, I'll be pretty old by the time she gets out. But if I can be there when she gets out, I think that will mean something to her. Definitely her family will be there for her. And I think now that she knows that people care about her and there's somebody to look out for, she'll be fine. She wants to get married. She wants to have children. And her children will keep an eye on her. And she'll keep an eye on them. She loves kids. And kids love her. So I, I think that would help. I know with uh, Cammy, her family keeps her going strong. And she's done some crazy stuff. That's what we do. But she's staying out of prison. 
This was a girl who was constantly in prison. And a lot of the folks I'm working with do stay out of prison because I'll remind them of it. Why go to prison? Why waste your life like that? That's time you can never get back. And things happen. People die. People are born. People move on. And people get in trouble. And having this person out there means that some wonderful stuff are going to happen because you've got somebody that has your back. I like that. And that's what I push toward. I want people to have somebody watching out for them. And a lot of folks who are in prison are there because, not because people don't care about them, because they feel that. They, they get up in the morning and they feel nobody cares. Marianne didn't turn herself in because she said, nobody would be looking for me, nobody cares. And uh, even on the flip side, when they want to bring you the justice, that's a, that's a form of caring. They care about getting people off the street. They care about the safety of the public. And they care about this person being put someplace where they're not going to hurt anybody. So, you know, think about the bail system. Is it outdated? I think so. I don't think it really serves its purpose. There's people who get convicted, go to prison, and they get out. They, they escape. And they're caught. Some take longer than others, but the, but we've got a good system, and I think we should support that. We should give uh, the proper funding to law enforcement. We should uh, recognize when something goes right instead of publishing everything that goes wrong. Because you could have 30 arrests, and two of them are bad. Something goes terribly wrong. But do we broadcast that the person robbed the grocery store and the police officers caught him and locked them up and now they're serving time? No, we don't that's not news. But if the person appears to be pulling out a weapon and the police officers respond in a negative way, even though during the circumstances you can't blame them for doing it, the after effects get the person in hot water. And it's an unfair condemnation for them. So uh, if you want to bring up a subject at a party or something, why not talk about bail? Why not talk to your uh, representatives at town hall meetings or write a letter or something? Just ask, do we really need bail? Is it so bad that if a person skips a trial and gets a warrant put out for them that they'll never go to trial or that they'll continue to harm people. Usually when the people are, are uh, released from prison and commit a crime and people say they should never have been released or something like that, it's not that they're committing crimes because they, uh, they're just these people looking for something to do or anything like that. You know, they, these that's, that's their nature. They commit crimes. And uh, they're not skipping a trial and then going out and committing a crime. You don't hear that very often. You know, a person was bailed out, skipped bail, hurt the family, and went out and committed more crimes and then got shot or something. But uh, we need mentors. 
We need advocates. We need strong, supportive relationships. And we definitely need uh, a lot of resources in the community to help people turn away from that motivation. Well, thanks for tuning in. And have yourself a magnificent day. And make beautiful memories for tomorrow.